Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. Uh, tonight is episode 158, 158, amazing. Uh, we have been on a journey <clears throat> sharing on the goodness of God. And I'm just grateful to God for uh, the privilege of, of uh, stewarding this revelation and, um, you know, and, and bringing it to the body of Christ. Yesterday we, we opened something. <laughs> if you didn't watch yesterday, I, I'm begging you to go on our YouTube channel to go and uh, uh, look for episode 157. Uh, for a couple of episodes now, we have been sharing on the manifesting the goodness of God and soul cavities. And we're dealing with, with, with soul cavities. And um, uh, yesterday we went somewhere. <laughs> we went somewhere where people dread to go. We went there. We were talking about the cavity called death. Death. We said that a, 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 a soul cavity is a gap in the soul, a gap in understanding, um, something we don't know, an unbelief, uh, something that is not sorted out, ignorance. They are all gaps, uh, or there are different words we use to describe the gaps in the soul. And these cavities are, are, are things that undermine our experience of the goodness of God. Cavities empower the devil. Cavities cause the enemy to function. The Bible says, my people perish for what? For lack of knowledge. So lack of knowledge is a cavity. And, 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 and Satan strikes because of lack of knowledge. So, so if there is no lack of knowledge, there will not be any perishing. <laughs> All perishing is as a result of lack of knowledge. Something you don't know that is killing you. It's something you don't know that is killing you. So, so what you don't know uh, is what causes the enemy to have an effect and have a foothold and have a basis to strike and do what he's doing or do what he does. So, so this is why the Bible says, and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So, so where you don't know the truth, you have bondage. See, all bondage, all bondage, all limitations are as a result of something you don't know, truth you don't know. Let me say it again. All bondage, all limitations, including, <laughs> including the limitation of death. Death is a limitation, you know that. Yeah, it's a limitation. You know, death terminates your existence on the earth and, and, and stops you from fulfilling your potential. Uh, many people have been cut short and they are gone and, and they were not able to fulfill all that they were sent to do on the earth. So death is a big limit. In fact, it's the biggest limitation that is on the human, on the human uh, uh, race. And so, so 
uh, we're dealing with that limitation. It's a cavity. The belief that death is inevitable. The, the belief, and Christians parrot these things uh, without thinking. Uh, 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 we decided to challenge it yesterday from the word of God. You know, uh, are, we really, are we really bound to death? What did Jesus' death on the cross you know, uh, accomplish for us? What did he accomplish for us? Uh, many people don't know. We still live our life as if Jesus didn't die. God forbid. We still live our lives and, and, and still carry on thinking uh, and in our mindset like as if he never died. Yet he died. <laughs> okay, let, let's start somewhere tonight. So tonight is uh, the manif manifestation of the goodness of God and soul cavities, part nine. Part nine. That's where we are today, episode 158. All right, let's um, look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 10. Look at what the Bible says. But has now revealed by the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> has now revealed by the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He died. He came. He appeared. <laughs> Who has, I, I want you to see that. Who has abolished death? He has abolished death. In my Bible, I had to double underline those two words. Abolished death. He has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I want to read that um, um, passage from the Amplified Bible. I want to read from the Amplified Bible. Look at, look at this. Verse 10, 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 10. Let, 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 let me show you. It's important that we, we, we allow the word of God to speak to us. Look at this. It says, it is that purpose and grace which he has, which he now has made known and has fully disclosed and made real to us through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who are not dead. If you are not something, what does it mean, please? If an election is annulled, it's cancelled, we revert back to where we were before the election. That means that nobody, there's no new leader. <laughs> if, if a contract is annulled, there is no contract. If, if a deal has been annulled, there is no deal. The Bible says, he annulled debt and made it of no effect. He made debt of no effect. There is no effect. Can you believe it? This is the problem. It's written in the Bible, but we don't believe it. We don't believe it. We don't accept it. Bible says death has been made of no effect. So death is not supposed to be affecting you. I mentioned it yesterday. You know, I've been talking about it. I've mentioned it so many times in this series. But I, you know, I went there yesterday. In our cells, in our cells, when Adam fell in the garden, Death entered into the human race. Death penetrated into the DNA, molecular level. There's death in the cell of humans. 
That was before Jesus came. The reason why Jesus went to the cross and died was to abolish death. So the death that you have in your DNA has been annulled and made of no effect. So, so listen, it's been annulled. So, so if you're still believing that death is in your body and in your system, that's a cavity. That's a cavity. You are believing a lie. The word of God says death has been annulled and made of no effect. Look, look at this. Who annulled death and made it of no effect. And made it of no effect. So, so that substance called death that was in the cell system of humans, when Jesus died on the cross, he annulled it. He neutralized it. He made it of no effect. So death is not supposed to have effect in your cells. Kaya Lakatosa. Death is, is made of no effect. I understand a bit of chemistry. I come, I come from a chemical engineering background. If something has been neutralized, it has no effect. If a chemical is, is, is you know, uh, altered in a chemical reaction, uh, it, if, if it's changed, the molecular structure of it is changed, it cannot act like that anymore. Uh, see, let me, let me give you a quick example. Water, normal water, water is the, 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 the composition of water. I mean, water comes from hydrogen and oxygen, two gases. Two gases that make water, H2O, two gases. But water is a liquid. But the gases that, that combined and reacted, the molecules of the gases that reacted to produce water are gases. But when they combine, they make water. Water is good. We drink it. We use it. Of the two gases, hydrogen is poisonous. If they put you in a room and fill the room with hydrogen and left you there, you are only going to last a few minutes and you'll be gone. But yet, when water and hydrogen react, they produce water. Two molecules of hydrogen plus one of oxygen make water. Now, you cannot have water and be saying it's poisonous. Why? The hydrogen molecule has been, in, in quotes, annulled. So it's not acting as hydrogen there. So, so when we have water, we have water. Another example to explain this is sodium chloride, normal salt that we eat at home. The two components of sodium chloride are poisonous to humans. Sodium is poisonous. Chlorine is poisonous. Both of them. Sodium is a metal. Chlorine is a gas. But when they combine, they make common salt, which we need. Our bodies need salts. So, the, so sodium, as it were, in quote, is annulled. Chlorine is annulled. When they form sodium chloride, is an entirely different substance that is needed for our sustenance. So, so I want you to know this. We, we can't eat sodium. <laughs> you, can't, you can't breathe chlorine. It's, in fact, chlorine is even choky. The, the smell of chlorine is choky. It, it, it suffocates. So, so when they combine, it annuls the properties of sodium 
and as it were of chlorine somehow. So, so, so when the Bible says that death has been annulled, its qualities is no longer there. Jesus took it out. He said he made it of no effect. See, the reason why it has effect is because you don't believe. It's a cavity. That's, that's the reason why death is having effect. We don't believe what the Bible said. The Bible said death has been made of no effect. Look at this. Look at this. He says, He made it of no effect and brought life and immortality. Immunity from eternal death to light through the gospel. He brought immortality. People struggle to accept what the Bible said. Even the people who interpreted, who translated and preferred Bible. Why do we say, why, why, why do we, you know, you know, I saw that in the Amplified Bible there, they, 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 they quickly put eternal death. Yes, but death, whether it's eternal or temporal, they are all the same. Jesus Christ got rid of death. Temporal death, eternal death, he got rid of death everywhere. He got rid of it and brought immortality to light to the gospel. So you got to believe that. And then you start seeing the effect in your body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, 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 so tonight, let me, I want to say this. We no longer have death in us. We don't have death in us. Can, can, I, can I show you from scriptures? We don't have death in us. First John chapter 5 verse 12. You got to make up your mind what you want to believe. Are you going to believe the Bible or are you going to, are you, going to you know, continue believing fables and believing human wisdom? Look at what the Bible says. He who has the Son has life. Do you have the Son or do you not have Him? If you're a believer, do you have the Son or do you not have Him? If you have the Son of God in your life, the Bible says you have life. How can you have life and death together? How can you have light and darkness together? It's impossible. How? I have the sun. And, you know, and, and then there's this picture we have, and that's what makes it ridiculous. We, we see ourselves like a, an egg. Okay? Christ is the yoke. So Christ is confined to somewhere in our hearts. And, and that's where he is, in our hearts somewhere. And, 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 and yeah, you know, I've got Jesus in my heart. So, so it's like the yoke, and it's there, the yellow part, you know, it's there in my heart. And that's it. It, the rest of my body, he's not there. He's only there in my heart. That devil is a lie. It's not true. Jesus is all over me. <laughs> he is everywhere in me. Every cell of my body has Jesus. Every cell of my body has the Holy Ghost. I, I, I don't know how many cells that are in the human body. 50 trillion cells, or they say so. 50 trillion, that's a lot of cells. Every cell in my body has the Holy Ghost. Every cell in my body has Jesus. So if Jesus is in every cell in my body, where is death? Where is it? I don't have death in me, I have Jesus. That's my, what my Bible tells me. And I have to believe it to see it. You see, he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. He has death. If you don't have life, you have death. He who does not have the son does not have life. So anybody who is not born again has death working in their system. Anybody who is born again, who's got Jesus, has life. You can't have life and death in your body. No. 
This is the problem. Believing that you have debt and then confessing it with your mouth, this is what is, is a cavity. It's a, it's a cavity. That, that, that mentality is a cavity and it's creating problems. This is why people die because you believe that debt is at work in you. Stop it. You have life. We have life in our bodies. We have life in our spirit. We have life in our soul. Confess what the word says. Jesus says, if you have me, you have life. I have Jesus in my cells. I have Jesus in my tissues. I have Jesus everywhere. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Why don't you get it? My body is the temple. My body, my body. The cells in my body is the temple. The Holy Spirit dwells in my body. I've got the life of God in me. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody said, I've got the life of God in me. No, no, look at another scripture. Look at another scripture. John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Verse 25. John eleven twenty-five. Jesus said to her, I am. Resurrection is a person. He is Jesus, and I have him. If I have resurrection, how can I have death? Jesus says, I am the life. Jesus is the life. I have him. How can I have him? So question, believer, child of God, do you have Jesus or you don't have him? Do you have Jesus or you don't have him? If you have Jesus, you have life. If you have life, it, you, yourselves has the life of God. Let me tell you something about this life. Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 10, I came that they may have life. And they may have it what? More abundantly. I came that they may have life. And they may have it more abundantly. Let me tell you something about that life. That life is the ever increasing life of God. Ever increasing. Uh, you know, this, this is why we, 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 we are not maximizing what we have in God. We're not maximizing what we have in redemption. I have the ever-increasing life. Let me tell you something about, about this life. It's the very life that makes God God. It's the very life that makes God eternal. I have it. It's ever-increasing. Let me tell you what it means. The ever-increasing life. The longer I live, the longer I can live. <laughs> because it's ever-increasing. So every day, listen, every day that I live, I live longer. See, I am 49 years old and I have, I have the life of God in me. What it means for every day that I add, you know, in, by, by human reasoning or by natural life, I am supposed to be getting closer to my grave. By natural life. Because the, the, the longer you live, the shorter you have left. The longer you live, the shorter you have left. That's by, you know, because there's death at work. But if there's no death at work, the longer you live, the longer you can live. <laughs> so, so, so if I am 49, you add more 49. When I become 50, you add another 50. When I become 60, you add another 60. When I become 100, you add another 100. Ever increasing. 
That's what it's supposed to be. That's why God has no end. The very life that is in God, I have it now. I have it now. You got to believe that you do. You got to believe that you do because the Bible says you do. So, so you got to believe it. You got the life of God in yourselves. Jesus said, I came that they may have life. What believers have done is to compartmentalize that life and say, no, it's only a life in our spirit. We don't have it on our body. Who told you that? Who told you that? And yet the Bible tells you that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The reason why we are not seeing it is because we don't believe it. That's the reason. But I, yesterday I told us there is a generation. There is a generation that is coming, that has come now, a generation that is born, who are taking God by his word, who are putting faith in the revealed word of God and saying, hey, death, back off. You can't continue to operate. You are illegal. And they're using their faith to access the, the grace of God and access the benefits of life and then manifesting it in the physical body. That's the truth. Let me say something to you. <laughs> Jesus, you know, I, I was studying this stuff some time ago, long time, some years ago. And I found out there are three, only three causes of death. Three. Number one is sickness and disease. Sickness and disease. Number two is trauma. Number three is old age. Those are the three causes of death. Anybody who has died on the earth, one of these three killed them. Sickness and disease. Trauma, bodily trauma, accident, you know, um, um, fire disaster. You know, their bodies go through trauma and, you know, they cannot live. You know, the bodies are crushed. So their spirit has to go back to God or go to hell, whatever. Okay? Bodily trauma. And then number three, old age. Do you know that these three causes of death, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross took care of the three. He took care of the three. When you read the Bible in Psalm 103, in Psalm 103, let's go there. Psalm 103 verse 1 to 5. Jesus took care of it on the cross. So I wonder why are we still believing <laughs> that death is, is, is active and is working. What did Jesus accomplish on the cross? Look at this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. These are benefits of redemption. This was a prophetic, a prophetic uh, uh, um, uh, declaration of the benefits that were going to come to us because of his death on the cross. Look at the benefits. Number one, who forgives all your iniquities? All your iniquities are forgiven. Number two, who heals all, 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 all your diseases? The number one cause of death, diseases. Jesus healed all of them. Number three, who redeems your life from destruction? Trauma, trauma, bodily trauma. He has redeemed us from bodily trauma. You are not supposed to die in an accident. You are not supposed to die in a fire. You are not supposed to die something damaging the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's what you believe. 
If you don't put your faith in it, you won't be able to activate that privilege, that blessing. But I've been delivered from destruction. I've been redeemed. He paid a price that my body will not be traumatized. He paid a price that my body will not go through trauma. Number four, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Number five, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Can you see that? The youth is renewed like the eagles. The eagle goes through a renewal. Go and study it. Sheds his leaves, removes his beak, and he comes back alive. That's why eagles can live so long. Because they go through that renewal. And that's what he's saying here. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. So you come back alive. You remain ever youthful. So aging is not for you. Jesus died for it. But it's there in the Bible. <laughs> so, let me, let me tell you something. Death is an enemy. Death is an enemy. And if Jesus, if God calls death an enemy, <laughs> I, I must call it an enemy and treat it as the same. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Now, let me ask you a question. Why is death the last enemy that's going to be destroyed? That is the manifestation of death. But death has already been destroyed by the death of Jesus on the cross. So understand what is going on here. Death has already been destroyed by the death of Jesus on the cross. And remember that the death of Jesus on the cross was an eternal, was an eternal event. It didn't happen in time. The Bible says Jesus is the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the earth. He was slain before time came into being. So it's an event that happened outside of time. Now, if it's an event that happened outside of time, that means that at any point in time, you can access it. Now, this is the problem. Many people know this fact, but they say, no, it's going to happen in the future. They push it into the future. But remember, it's an eternal event. It happened outside of time. And if it happened outside of time, you can access it from time and bring its reality now. You can access it. See, forgiveness of sin was done outside of time. That is why all sin, past, present, and future, has been taken care of. Why? It was done outside of time. So, death has been abolished outside of time. So, at any point in time, you can activate it and enjoy it. This is why the terminal generation is that generation that has this understanding and they are able to go outside of time and pull that reality, hallelujah, and bring it into time and superimpose it on human existence and human experience and say no to death. This is why God is bringing this revelation and understanding so that everybody can put their faith. Do you know Jesus taught us and he said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing, nothing shall be impossible. So human beings can access that reality that is outside of time and bring it into 2021 and superimpose it on 2021 and 2022 and 2023 and 2024 and 2030 and 2060 
superimpose it and stop and stop the experience in time by the experience from eternity. Come on, somebody. You can you can superimpose. You know, you know, listen, let me let me explain it another way. Gravity is a law that is in operation. But as we speak right now, a plane is defying gravity and going up. A plane is defying gravity and going every minute, every minute, an aircraft is lifting somewhere on the planet. Every minute is be, it's it's a well known fact. Every minute there is an aircraft lifting from the ground and defying gravity and going up. Why why do aircrafts lift? Because there's another law that is activated that carries them up. It's called the law of lift and the law of trust. And, and that, those two laws, when the aircraft, because of its body configuration and so on, they're able to define and super, superimpose on gravity and overrun gravity, as it were. Suspend gravity, and the plane lifts up. Now, that, because there's another law, there's a higher law, I'm saying to you the same thing. Death might be in the physical realm, but there's a higher law. You can activate the higher law and trump it. Destabilize it and stop it at work from working in your soul, in your body. You can activate a higher law. What is the higher law? The law of life. The law of life in Christ Jesus. Superimposes on, you can superimpose it on your own reality. So that wherever you are, you are exempted. Come on somebody. You are exempted from the law of death. The Bible said the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has what? Set me free from the law of sin and death. Are you born again or you're not? The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. I am free from the law of sin and death. So death, that law of sin and death is not at work in me anymore. Why? By my faith in the law of life. Life is a law. The Bible said the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. There is a law. It's a law. So that law of superimposes just the, the way the law of lift. The law of lift and the law of trust. The law, they call them the law of aerodynamics. They superimpose on gravity and a 10-ton aircraft lifts from the ground and goes into the sky. And can go all the way to 40,000 feet and keep going. My goodness. And gravity does, and you know what? People in the plane, people inside the plane are experiencing gravity. Yes, because they can stand up in the plane and you can walk around in the plane. So gravity is working in the plane, but the plane is moving because there's a higher law. Until you leave the Earth's atmosphere and get into space to experience weightlessness where there's no more gravity. But if you are in the earth atmosphere, gravity is on you. You can pour water in the, in the plane and it will come out of your cup. You can pour juice. You can pour tea. You can, because gravity is at work. If you go to the toilet, you will be able to ease yourself because gravity is at work. I'm saying to you, there is a law of life. And you need to superimpose that law of life on your body, that law of life on your finances, that law of life on your business, on your marriage, on your home, and experience life everywhere. Come on, somebody. So, I agree that death, scripture says, is the last enemy. 
But the way death is going to be dealt with, finally, obliterated from the earth, it's by us exercising our faith in life. It's us exercising, bringing the law of life. The more people hear this message, the more people activate it, the more... So, so let, me, let me explain it to you like this. I, I take on the law of life, superimpose it on myself, superimpose it on my marriage, superimpose it on my home, superimpose it on my circle of influence. Okay, and I'm effective. Huh? Get it? I'm effective. Death is no longer at work in me or around me. I'm, I'm living above it. I'm living above its effects. Then, you know, I teach my, my family, my immediate family, they get it. And we are all living above it. And then we teach the next family next door. And they get it. And they're all living. And, they, you know, we teach, 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 teach. And before we know it, we've taught 8 billion people. 8 billion people now live that life where the Lord of life is at work. Now, I ask you a question. Where do you think death will be? Eight billion people on the planet, everyone has been taught how to superimpose the law of life and, and suspend death. That is when death will be gone. You'll be gone completely now because nobody, nobody is activating it. The reality of what Jesus died on the cross to provide now comes into full manifestation. It's only going to come into full manifestation because people believe the word and then activate the word and push the word. And then that, that, that reality will come. Jesus is not going to come back. Uh, we believe in nonsense. No, no. It's our faith that's going to facilitate his coming back. It's true. It's our faith. Our faith to get the whole world saved. Our faith to get the whole world set free. The Bible says, it is not the will of God that any man perish, but all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It's our faith to get all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. What is the truth? That Jesus has conquered death. That's the truth. That Jesus has conquered death. That we have all been risen from the dead. That is the truth. And Bible said God wants all men to be saved and then all men to come to that knowledge that life is at work now. That life has been made available. That's the truth that he wants all men. So when all 8 million billion people are helped to come into this truth, death will be abolished completely. Because now we all operate in that superior law of life. So death is not at work anywhere. This is what the Bible says means when it says that the whole expectation, the, whole, the endless expectation of the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of sons that look like their father. Their father is life. The sons are life. When we all come into the experience of life, we set humanity free. We set creation free. This is the teaching that says creation free. Hallelujah. So, I said it yesterday, and I want to unpack this a little bit. I don't know how much I'm doing with my time. Whoa, my time is finished. My time is finished. <laughs> death is a choice. Yeah, let me end on that thought. I'll continue next week. Death is a choice. And let me explain to you. G uh, Paul said it in Philippians chapter 1. It's a choice. And he says, I choose to go. I choose to die. But you know... A lot of believers do not know that it's a choice. 
So the same way Paul chose to go, you can choose not to go. And, and there's a, the terminal generation are people who have chosen not to go. They are here as ambassadors, as ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven to manifest the agenda of the Father. So they are using their choice. They are using their power of choice and say, we will not die. That's what it is. They are using that power. But a lot of people don't even know that they have the choice. So what happens? The cavity, the cavity causes the enemy to superimpose on them against their will. So they are not able to exercise that choice. It's like somebody, you know, it's like a, a citizen who has, who has the choice to vote. But they are in jail. So you can't vote while you are in jail. Your, your rights are, are limited because you are a prisoner you are in jail. So now you are sitting in jail. Your, your, your right to vote, you can't exercise it. So, so even though you have a right, you can't exercise it. Because you are in jail, you are in bondage. This is what this cavity of death does. It, it puts you in bondage. Even though you have a right, you can't exercise your right. Because you don't know. There's a bondage. That's why the Bible says those who are it, it, subject to bondage their whole lifetime. You're in prison. Many believers don't know. This cavity has kept us in prison. It's time to be free. We open the prison doors. We open the prison doors. You are out. Life has come. Life has come. Speak life to yourselves. Speak life to your body. Speak life to your finances. Speak life to your mind. Speak life to your brain. Speak life to your emotions. You are supposed to operate at a higher, much higher level because of the ever-increasing life. You are getting brighter. You are getting wiser. You are getting more powerful. As your days are, so shall be your strength. Hallelujah. As your days are, so shall be your strength. So when you are 80, you are stronger than when you are 40. Come on. Come on. That's the will of God. That you are 80 and you are stronger than when you are. Because as your days are, so shall be your strength. Somebody say with me, as my days are, so shall be my strength. Father, thank you for your word tonight. I give you praise. As our days are, so shall be our strength. As we wake up every day, we are getting stronger and stronger because we have the ever-increasing life. Every new day gets us stronger. Every new day gets us stronger. Don't let the devil tell you you are getting older and getting weaker. That's a lie. That's a cavity. No, it's not true. You are getting older and getting stronger. You are getting older and getting wiser. You are getting older and getting better. In Jesus' name, I'll see you. Next week, as we continue uh, the, the, the series, Understanding the Goodness of God, I'll continue unpacking the stuff. God bless you. Good night. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.